Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What are you no, listening to that's really, really worth listening to? Podcasts. That's what we're talking about here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, 651 641 1071. Give us a jingle, jangle, jingle. Let us know what podcasts are at the top of your list. Yes, it's self serving because Holly and I always love a good listen and would like to add to our list. Yep. If I may speak so for you. I like to go on power walks in the morning and I oh. like things to listen to. And, um, but I also just, I think it's good to check in every once in a while because you know, I don't, we're not alone. People like good listens. And we did this last week or earlier this week. I can't remember time. It wasn't last week because I wasn't here. We did this with television. So now I thought, let's catch up on what you guys are listening to. 651-641-1071. Holly, is there something right now that you have enjoyed listening to that you want to share with the audience? And I... I'm putting you mildly on the spot. Uh, you know, I want to give a plug. If you're a fan of old Hollywood, oh, you, yeah, you, yeah. Prob- you probably know the podcast. You must remember this. Yeah. yeah. Well, it recently came back in the past couple of months with a new season. It's been still, on hiatus for a long time. I need to, I'm going to go subscribe right now. Okay, go subscribe so you right now. tell us about it. So this is a ho- old Hollywood podcast from a woman named Karina Longworth, and she's done many seasons of You Must Remember This, but the new one dropped uh, earlier this summer, late this spring, and it's all about celebrity gossip mongering of times of yore. So it goes into two, it tells the story of the two big gossip mongers of the golden age of Hollywood, Hedda Hopper and Luella Parsons. These women were very powerful in the way that celebrity was shaped, the way that it was consumed, the way that we conceived Hollywood celebrities. It's super fascinating. And if it, look, if you listen to my talk in any way, shape or form, you have to go and listen to this season because it gives you such a context for the things that we talk about today and the way specifically Bradley, you and Colleen and the Colleen and Bradley show, the way that we talk about celebrities, super informed by taking in these kind of histories. So I, can't recommend it enough. I love this. And every time you recommend it, I rem- I remind myself to go subscribe and I don't. I just did. Yay! So this will finally be in my feed and I will be able to listen to this. I have listened to other seasons of You Must Remember This and she does such a wonderful job storytelling. I will say her her storytelling style takes a little bit of getting used to for me. It did anyway. It's a little dramatic. She's a little dramatic mm -hmm. and she's also clearly a writer who has written what she's saying. Yes. And so sometimes it sounds very mm, what's the word I'm looking for? Anyway, it, it just took me a while to get used to it. But once you do, she is so good at like digging into the history and you will find yourself relating to things that are hundreds of years 
uh, old. Sure. It's more theatrical, less mm-hmm. conversational. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's a great one. Again, that's called You Must Remember This. 651-641-1071. If you've got a great podcast, listen. Give us a jingle we're sharing. I want to tell you about something I'm very excited to talk about uh, tomorrow. We're actually going to be speaking with uh, someone who has... Uh, released a new podcast that I would love for you to listen to. It's called Unread. His name is Chris Stedman. He's actually been on the show before. He's a writer. He's a professor. He's just an all-around very thoughtful person. And he created a a four-episode podcast that is, in some ways, a tribute to a friend that he lost to suicide. And there is that personal tale, but there is also a connection to the world of pop culture through his friend's devotion and fandom of Britney Spears that I think a lot of you will relate to or at least find very interesting. And so the story overall is a very personal one, but it brings in so many things that we're used to talking about on the show, pop culture and Britney Spears specifically, that I think you'll enjoy listening to that. So feel free to start that. And we'll be talking to the creator of that podcast, Chris Stedman. The podcast again is called Unread. And you can get it wherever podcasts are available. Yeah, just smash that download. Smash that download. Now, speaking of smashing that download, and while Holly is taking your calls uh, for your favorite podcast, I do want to just remind you of the most important podcast download that you should be making happen this week, and that is the second season of Go Deep in the Shallow. That's the podcast that Colleen and I do. And we have fun with this podcast in a way that we don't necessarily get to have fun on the show. We're talking all this season about a woman named Gina Rodriguez. Gina Rodriguez is the sort of Svengali or like marionette. Like she's the person who is responsible for extending the 15 nanoseconds of fame of people like Tan Mom, Mama June. But she also has her fingers and uh, expertise into all sorts of reality TV stars, Farrah Abraham, actually Lamar Odom. That was one we uncovered yesterday. I didn't even know about uh, Really, Colleen shared that with me. So this whole Tristan Thompson coming back into the world with Khloe Kardashian, very well maybe tied to Gina Rodriguez. So it's all about her, but also the, the people that she has worked with, like Tan Mom, Octomom. We are now two episodes in to the second season the second episode just dropped, and you can get that where podcasts are available. It's called Go Deep in the Shallow. And the second podcast is all about I just like to be tan. Tanma. Well, that would be fascinating because, Bradley, you and Colleen have a personal history with Tan Mom. Yes, it's true. I sat on my couch for many hours listening to Tan Mom's woes. It's weird. I think about that every once in a while. Like, your life is so random (laughs) that you will leave this planet having spent a considerable amount of time talking to Tanbaum. Yeah. And for that, I am grateful. But I'm also grateful for your suggestions for other podcast listens. So who do we have on the phone, Holly? We have Shahan on the phone. All right, Shahan, we're talking about our favorite podcast listens. What are you listening to right now? Hey, Shahan. Oh, hi. Um, it's a podcast called Morbid. It's a true crime podcast. Ooh. Um, it got me through the pandemic, you know? So, like, tell me what kinds of stories. Are they true crimes? Um, well, like yeah. Serial crimes, killers? Serial killers, uh, disappearances, like uh, haunted houses. Mm. It's the whole gamut. Okay, it's so really it's... really entertaining, yeah. So each episode is a different story? 
yeah, each episode is a different story, and uh, it's two ladies who who do the podcast, and their banter is really funny. This seriously got me through the doldrums of the through the pandemic. I would I couldn't uh, recommend it any higher than I am now. Yeah, awesome. Well, Shahan, thank you so much for that recommendation. Again, it's called Morbid, and I'm just looking it up. Morbid, a true crime podcast. And uh, I look forward to adding that to my list because I do love a good true crime podcast. I've sort of veered away a little bit because I get caught up listening to other random things. But yeah, add it to the list. Yeah, for sure. Let's go to Sadie. It looks like Sadie is on the phone and she has a recommendation for us. Sadie, what podcast should we listen to? Yeah, it's another true crime podcast called Your Own Backyard. Tell um, me more. It is, it is about the disappearance of Kristen Smart in the late 90s in California. Um, it. It was a couple years ago that it was made, but there are some new huge breakthroughs in the case that people credit the author and host of this podcast uh, for doing. Ooh, interesting. It's wonderful. This is like always the badge of honor for a podcast or true crime podcast where it actually affects the, you know, sort of uh, the outcome of the case itself, right? Yep. There's been a couple of uh, arrests made, which is huge. Awesome. Awesome. What's the name of the podcast again? Your Own Backyard. Your Own Backyard. And how many seasons do you know? Do you... Um, just the one, and he just put out a two-part update. Perfect. Recently. All right, Your Own Backyard. Sadie, thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. All right, so we've got a couple great suggestions. I was just trying to think off the top of my head of some other um, really good podcast well, that I'm enjoying. Lately. Another podcast I think that people would enjoy. It's one of those things. It's like if you like the Colleen and Bradley show, yes. then you will like a podcast called Maintenance Phase. Oh, sure. I, yeah. So I've listened to a couple of these episodes. Uh, and this is a podcast that is wellness and weight loss debunked and decoded. So there's new episodes every other Tuesday, and it's hosted by Michael Hobbs, who's from You're Wrong About, and Aubrey Gordon, and they talk about junk science, health and wellness fads. They have episodes on, you know, on Oprah. They do a deep dive onto Oprah. They do a deep dive into things like celery juice and and things that we talk about here in the Colleen and Bradley show where we're like, well, wait a second. Yeah, I can't speak highly enough of Michael Hobbs and mostly for his other endeavor, You're Wrong About, which you reference. He does this podcast with Katrina. Katrina? Did I just make that name up? What is the other co-host's name? You're Wrong About. Um, it's It's all about well, it's about so much. There are mm-hmm. so many different topics from O.J. Simpson to Princess Diana to satanic cults. But they do all sorts of conversations and deep dives into subjects that we think we know. And then we realize, you know, an episode in, we know very little about actually. Right. Or we misremembered all sorts of stuff. Exactly. You're wrong about. Yeah. You're wrong about. That's a wonderful podcast. Um, Sarah Marshall. I don't know where I got Katrina from. Sarah well, were Marshall. you thinking of Karina Longworth? Karina I mean, Longworth. That's exactly what I was thinking from of. You must, from, must remember yeah. this. Okay, well, we stuck that landing. Okay, so thanks, guys. When we come back from podcast, and you can keep the conversation about podcasts going on Twitter, and you can always shoot us an email. But when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show from podcasts, we are going to talk about... The Talk. Remember that TV show? Some updates we'll share with you when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Listening is just part of the My Talk experience. For more fun, follow us on social media. Find My Talk 1071 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't you think it's strange?
Yesterday, I won't lie to you. Good afternoon, by the way. This is Bradley Trainer from Colleen and Bradley. That's Holly Roberts. Colleen will be back on Monday. I was really kind of trying to understand why there was a headline about the talk that showed up. And Holly, the headline about the talk now, the talk, of course, that CBS talk show like The View, CBS's version of The View, we could say, right? Mm, yeah. That had some controversy after Sharon Osbourne uh, left the show. And there was a conversation following her departure that kept the show in headlines. Then it kind of just everything got quiet. And they I don't remember if they actually went about a season or if they were off season at that point, but hadn't really thought about the talk very much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's summer, so I don't know exactly the talk's schedule, but one would assume that there is summer hiatus happening over on the talk. All of a sudden, over on the Daily Mail, then, there is an explosive headline saying, quote, exclusive, I know you're not racist. The talk's Ellen Welteroth consoled sobbing Sharon Osbourne and admitted she was set up in an explosive audio clip after on-air blow-up with Cheryl Underwood before stabbing Star in the back to CBS. Oh, so much explosion. So much explosive and exclusive. And Woo! I thought to myself, wow, this is a lot of hot mess showing up out of nowhere. Interesting. Huh. I wonder why. And the article, I don't even need to, we don't need to get into it. I will say I listened to the 11 minutes of backstage conversation that uh, alleges to have taken place between Elaine Welteroth and some executive, or maybe not executives, but like uh, show people, production crew, perhaps, and Sharon Osbourne. Sharon Osbourne, like crying and doing all the thing. And if you want, like, I don't know, salacious gossip go for it but you really don't need to listen to it it's there's really not much shocking in there we can get to that in a moment but the thing that kept sticking in my mind is like why are we all of the sudden dropping why is somebody dropping this exclusive audio which whoever recorded it clearly wants out there and i don't think it should be too hard to figure out who would want audio out there that allegedly supposedly is supposed to make the talk look bad Sharon Osborne. But like, why now, right? Yeah. Seems well, weird. Right. Well, it seems weird. It's like, well, you know, old news. We're not talking but about the wait, talk. There's such an obvious, but wait, there's more. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
What is so it? So then, beep, boop, pop, boop, beep, I'm scrolling through the internets more, and I find this headline. Jerry O'Connell joins the talk following Sharon Osbourne's exit. What do we always say here? It's so obvious. obvious. Oh, Jerry so O'Connell good. is joining the talk after Sharon Osbourne left in March. God, I can't believe it was already March since she left amid Jeez. quote controversy. So then it all became clear like, oh, so Sharon or somebody on Team Sharon or somebody who felt aggrieved by the way this all went down back in March is dropping the audio. And it's very clear when you listen to the audio, by the way, that it's a I don't know if the people were identified because I didn't dig too deeply, but it's there's two guys that are in the room talking with Elaine and Sharon, it appears, in that 11 minutes that were released backstage after the on-air moment happened. Mm-hmm. And the guy's voice is super close to whatever it, the recording device is. So you're assuming perhaps one can can make an assumption that this person was recording yeah. the situation? And then like dropped it to the Daily Mail. And we know the Daily Mail, by the way, is on Team Sharon. Why? Because the Daily Mail is on Team Piers Morgan. Yeah, because Piers Morgan collects a paycheck from the Daily Mail. Exactly. He's a columnist for the Daily Mail. Uh, the Daily Mail is... Well, it's it's very much what it is, mm-hmm. which is kind of a flaming hot mess, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to certain issues. Um, oh, yes. That said, then it doesn't surprise me that somebody on Team Sharon is trying to make the talk and or Jerry O'Connell by default look bad in this moment. Like, oh, let's take some of the oxygen out of the talks moment when they're trying to redo the show without Sharon Osbourne. Right, because it's the news headlines that are inserting the Sharon Osbourne exit into the entrance of Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, right. So on the very him, day that yeah. they announced that Jerry O'Connell is coming to take over the talk, or not take over, to join the talk um, for Sharon, or I should say take over Sharon's absence on the talk, right? right. On the very day, all of a sudden you have this shocking audio. Oh my which, goodness. by the way... It's not that shocking. No, it's not that shocking. It's just a production banter. But, you know, interesting that they're framing it that it's he is replacing Sharon Osbourne. But that's not necessarily the case, because if you remember, there was another person who left the talk Mm. since March, Carrie Ann Anaba. Oh, sure. So they're putting this story into a context that perhaps... It doesn't necessarily exist. No, that's a very good point. Instead of focusing on Sharon Osbourne again, because it brings back, you know, the notion that Sharon Osbourne was somehow wronged by the show or that this is all about an attempt to make Sharon Osbourne look bad. You're very correct in saying this is a ensemble show that has many moving parts and faces. And Jerry O'Connell is just one of the latest faces to be added to the show. Yeah, exactly. Harry Ananaba took a break from the talk on April 27th. So. Jerry O'Connell could very well, you could put the headline in, he's replacing Carrie Ann Anaba, even though she might be back. But it, so it's uh, Sharon Osborne. Yeah. Poor Sharon. Poor Sharon. And by poor Sharon, I mean not poor not Sharon. Poor Sharon. <laughs> not poor Sharon. <laughs> um, poor celebrities behaving badly, we call them D-bags. D-bags? We're going to be talking about our D-bags today when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. You wonder what Sam Lutfi is up to lately? You know, the guy who used to be Britney's manager and then 
things got weird and he ran away and restraining orders and all that. Well, we're going to find out how he feels about all that's been going down with Brittany lately. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Colleen and Bradley Show. I'm the Bradley. Colleen will be back on Monday. Holly is here, of course. And we are going to get right to our celebrity behaving badly. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. And as you probably can imagine, Holly, my D-bag is Sam Lutfi. Oh, hello, Sam Lutfi. I don't think he's really ever been in this segment, or maybe he was in times of yore. I don't know. I don't think so, because I feel like this is just so long ago as relates to our uh, program. But it could be wrong. But he showed up in headlines yesterday. And I love the page six article. Like a man who once acted as Britney Spears manager admitted that he failed the pop star in the mid aughts. So this all goes back to Sam Lutfi, who has a storied past with Britney Spears. It's easy to say, Mm -hmm. but he took to Twitter yesterday, you know, as I think I bet a lot of people were like, how does Sam Lutfi feel about, or Sam Lutfi feel about all of uh, the shenanigans going on with Britney? Did he really feel like he was helping her? I think it's clear from the Ronan Farrow and, I forget the the female author, co-author, co-writer's name in that New Yorker piece, but... Gia Tolentino. Thank you. They make it pretty clear that he was not... He didn't have her best interest at art. He didn't have her best interest at heart. we all kind of knew that. Yeah, but at the same time, it was interesting. His point of view, Sam Lutfi's point of view of Jamie Spears, Lynn Spears, and the machine behind Britney Spears, where he was like, hey... Brittany, it's okay if you treat yourself every once yes. in a while. Yeah. So so there's an interesting dynamic there. Don't necessarily think that Sam Lutfi was out for Britney Spears' best interest. But then you could make the argument that... Who was. Who was, yeah, right. Nobody was at that point, right? Right. Uh, so then he tweets yesterday, just sitting here listening to that court recording. If she hates me after she's free, I won't blame her. I failed her. I was supposed to protect her from all this. I let her down, and we both paid dearly for it. Head in hands. I'm so sorry. Okay. Uh, That's a little dramatic, Sam. Don't you think? (laughs) Head in hands. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So when somebody says that on Twitter, I think to myself, you're trying to speak not to Brittany. You're speaking to me. Mm -hmm. And who am I? You're the person on the street. Thank you. You're just Joe America. So he's speaking more to us, the public, yes, and trying to paint a picture wherein he looks sorry, but also he paid dearly for it. Excuse me. What, what did you pay dearly for? Yeah. I mean, no doubt he's had some struggles. Yes, he's also had some restraining orders placed against him by the Britney Spears camp. Now, interestingly enough, one of the things that I was questioning those restraining orders from Britney Spears' camp as being, you know, perhaps they understood that Sam Lutfi wasn't in the best interest of Camp Britney Spears, so then they decided that they could put legally put a restraining order yeah. against him because she was in the conservatorship. They did another one in 2019, which was interesting, because if he was trying to communicate with her when they wanted nobody to communicate with Britney Spears. So it's just kind I think of, it's a little complicated. I think both things can be true, though. Or yeah. Two things can be true, that he was a bad influence, mm-hmm. or that he posed a risk to her. Yes. And... So did the people trying to get the restraining order against him. I don't yes. think that it's one person was on the right 
and the other person was in the wrong because that seems too simple. And frankly, I, I imagine both of them were a certain amount of wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just, he just happened to be somebody in her ear and had an incredible amount of access that, that the people in charge of the conservatorship, namely her father felt threatened by. Right. Exactly. So he was like, you know what? I'm going to go about legal means of removing you from the situation. Sam Luckfee, what, you know, in this tweet, it's what I'm beefing with right now is the following. I was supposed to protect her from all of this. Mm-hmm. I, Bradley, mm. am so tired mm. of all of the misogynistic protecting that people project onto Britney Spears throughout this whole thing. Like, she is not a grown woman who can make her mm-hmm. own decisions, that she is an infantilized little girl who can't take care of herself in the mean, wide world of Hollywood. And and he's doing the same thing as everybody else is doing in this tweet. You're absolutely right. And I would also add, we all need to be careful of that. Because as her public and as her fandom, there is this tendency to... to, It's weird. I don't know that this is really a well-formed idea, so take it for what it's worth. That we're all kind of expecting that she's not strong enough to handle the situation on her own. And so we're all trying to be there for her, which is awesome. Like it comes from a good place, but ultimately the way it manifests itself, I feel like might still be rooted in that sense that she's, you know, an infantilized woman. She's a girl who needs to be protected from the evils of the world, which I think is the very thing that has found her in this place that no man or no male star has ever found himself in. It's a very, like, it's so unique to Britney Spears, but I think also... Well, so that's interesting. You know, again, this thought not being completely well-formed, but going by observations, I'm thinking about the people who show up to the court for these hearings, the people who protest outside of the courtroom, that whole passionate free Britney fandom that literally will fly into Los Angeles in order to appear in the court and thinking about their signs and thinking about why they're doing it. And so I would, I would love to pick at that a little more. Again, this thought isn't well played out. We're just kind of having it in real time. We do, man. That's just what we do, man. (laughs) But, but thinking about that and you're exactly right. When was the last time that people felt an emotional need to advocate for a celebrity, arguably the celebrity is an idea that lives inside that person. They are connecting with something inside themselves. So mm-hmm. what, so what is it that they are connecting with, with Britney Spears that causes them to fly and at their own cost to advocate for someone that's not even like really asking them to do that. She initiates in people a response that tells us far more about where those people are, where yeah. we are yeah. right as a public. Right. Perhaps then we'll ever learn or know about her. Sure. Right. That's what's so interesting about this story, I think, from a sociological perspective. And I'm sure people are writing papers left and right. And they'll be like, oh, you're writing a paper about Britney Spears? (laughs) Actually, it's probably extremely fascinating to see how people treat this fandom or this experience around Britney Spears in a way that will tell us a lot about humanity and, you know. 
yeah, where pop is, culture fandom and and like where we are as a society. Why are people resonating with this pop culture story more than other pop culture stories? How have how has Britney Spears's fandom transcended through the decades in a way that you know, that people are so intimately in tune with the story of Britney Spears emotionally, sh- so that they're making big life decisions based around their fandom. Of an idea of a person. Yeah, because, because it's it, not even the person, right? right? Because they don't know Britney Spears. No. None of us knows her. No. We feel like we do, and it's that intense feeling that elicits actual action on the part of people, to your point. So, so much so that people are willing to get on an airplane and spend their hard-earned money Yeah, to be a part of that. Exactly. Which is really, truly probably what fandom is all about. So it's an extension of that. But it's uniquely in this case, it's very much more than showing up for a concert. Although we haven't been able to show up for concerts. So maybe this is just like a concert experience where yeah. people are like, I'm going to go <laughs> hang out with a bunch of people who love this particular version of you know, this person known as Britney Spears. Oh, my goodness. Wait. God. Okay. So deep. Who's your D-bag? symposium, Apple, because they're not allowing... <laughs> Apple? The computer company, oh, because they're not... not Gwyneth al- Paltrow's daughter. No, because uh, Apple's not allowing us to be horny. What? Apple. Apple, rude. They don't want us to be horny? No, because somebody discovered that Apple's weather app, the one that comes with your Apple phone... Oh, sure. ...won't say it's 69 degrees. Are you... What? So... I can't get 69 degrees on my phone? You cannot get 69 degrees on your phone. Okay. Apparently, the Apple Weather app refuses to display the number, even if that's the actual temperature in a given location. It will just go 6870. Now, I'm reading this report from The Verge, and they're saying that it's not clear if it's a bug or it's an intentional attempt from Apple to cut down on 69-related humor, which I would say... Let us be juvenile, Apple. Do not let us, do not control my humor. They gave us a poop emoji. Thank you. If I A wanted... smiling rendering of doo-doo. Thank you. But you can't give me six and nine? Yeah. If I want to take a screenshot that says that it's 69 degrees Fahrenheit in Lake Titicaca, <laughs> I want to do it. Don't control me. And Lower Darby. <laughs> and Lower Darby. 69 degrees in Lower Darby. Or 69 degrees in Rancho Cucamonga. Just come on, let us. Let us be Yeah, the I'm all here for people. 69. And I, I, I'm I, trying to remember the year where 69 sort of became 69. Because sure. don't you feel like it's a generational thing where after a certain year or age, like, no longer could we say 69 without everyone in the room going, <laughs> I feel like that's always been the case, Bradley. Do you think? And yeah. I'm just not aware of it because I wasn't old enough, maybe? Right. Well, and, and just maybe it wasn't talked about in public, because if there is one thing, our elders, our people throughout history were just as raunchy. Yeah, they were horny. Oh, oh yeah. I got to tell you, I was going through side story really quickly. I was going side through story about my grandfather's horniness letters to my grandmother during World War II when he was stationed abroad, and he gets kind of randy. And he's like, "Oh, you know that thing you were talking about in the letter? I can't wait till I get back and we can do that again." And I was like, "No, don't talk about that." It was in the 1940s. Nobody had sex in the 1940s? Apparently they did. Maybe just like once. 
No, they were real horny. That's your point. Okay. <laughs> From horny to, oof, oh gosh. I'm so excited to get to this next segment because you're going to tell. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The latest uh, on Chrissy Teigen. She made some comments on Instagram yesterday that got a lot of people talking. And we're going to be among the people talking when we come back right here on My Talk 107.1. Speaking of chameleon, karma chameleons, you're listening to The Colleen Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. We come and go to you every day, noon to three. And by the way, we've got an app. Download it because you can catch all of our previous episodes as well as your favorite My Talk podcast. Like, go deep in the shallow where Colleen and I go really deep on really interesting pop culture stories you weren't even aware of. <laughs> But right now, Holly Roberts, I want you to tell us all about Chrissy Teigen. She has addressed her membership in a new club, and she she did so on Instagram yesterday, I think. That's right. She's not only the founder, but she's also a client. So, according to Chrissy Teigen, <laughs> I see what she's doing. Yeah, in in her new club, uh, she is a member of the Cancel Club. Didn't know that there was a thing called the Cancel Club. So, tell me what, what does she mean are. by that? Well, Chrissy Teigen says that she's a part of the Cancel Club, and we know this because Chrissy Teigen shared her thoughts on the club on her Instagram account. So we haven't heard much from Chrissy Teigen on social media, uh, particularly Twitter, where she was the most uh, uh, vocal and participatory back in the day. But she hasn't been on Twitter in about, well, well, she was on earlier the month in the month. With the Michael Costello stuff. So mm. anyway, she's been mm, remiss. We haven't yeah. missed her. Yeah, yeah. She's, on, she's not on Twitter. Vacation mail. So Chrissy Teigen posted a picture of her legs on the couch, sitting in a well-appointed mid-century modern living room sitting area. It looks very nice. It looks I very like nice. Chair. Yeah. So she decided to write a message. She said, don't really know where to, what to say here. She said, just feels so weird to pretend nothing happened in this online world. Chrissy Teigen says, I feel like utter bleep in real life. Going outside sucks and doesn't feel right. Being at home alone with my mind makes me depressed and my depressed head race. But I do know that however I'm handling this now isn't the right answer. I feel lost. I need to find my place again. I need to snap out of this. I need desperately want to communicate with you guys instead of pretending everything is okay. She said... That the cancel club is a fascinating thing. And she's learned a whole lot from it. She wrote a lot of L's. Yeah. So it's a long post on Instagram. And I wasn't quite sure what message she was trying to... I, I don't understand the message, right? Like, I don't understand the point she's trying to get across other than... To just take her at her word, she feels like she's part of the cancel club and she's been canceled mm-hmm. and it um, sucks. And she has spent a lot of time at home and not interacting with the outside world because she's felt like she can't. I think that's the message she's trying to convey. Yes. Right. Yes. But like, I have so many questions about that because I'm like, well, but wait a minute. 
you I don't feel like you were canceled because you've got a lot of business ventures. You're very successful. Yes. You have a lot of privilege in the world. You're extremely wealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, your husband is also very successful and has endorsements left and right. Like your family seems to be good. You guys were just in Italy, I think, like a week ago, if not more, enjoying a vacation with, you know, other, uh, you know, she was on the Italian Mediterranean looking like she was having a fantastic... I mean, the optics of it are you're on a luxury vacation for weeks in Italy. So then I don't understand what the point of this post was. I mean, do you? Like, what's your gut? No. You know, I don't under... I think... Well, Chrissy Teigen says in this post that perhaps it's not going to be received in a way that she wants it to be received... But at the same time, I don't know how she wants it to be received. I mean, I suppose ultimately it's that Chrissy Teigen has made a brand for herself on being vulnerable on the Internet, on showing her quote unquote authentic self on Twitter, on Instagram, etc. But she's not canceled because she's been posting all this past month. We knew about her Italian vacation because she shared pictures of herself on the Cinque Terre. She's sharing pictures of herself on Instagram uh, in Palm Springs on a location shoot. That means she is working. That doesn't sound like canceled to me. Yeah. Again, and is it something that people can relate to? Right. Like, I don't know that most people who follow her or most people that are on the Internet can relate to the experience that she's been through. I am not trying to belittle her experience because it's her experience and she's entitled to use her platform to speak in any way that she chooses to. And she's absolutely right that people will, as I was reading through, I was like, well, yeah, anything you say at this point, because you sort of have that, you know, you've been a part of this criticism online. People are certainly going to gravitate towards that and pick apart everything you say. I mean, we're doing it right now on our show. Mm -hmm. So she's totally right in that. But then, so if you are aware of that, then like, what's the point of actually saying something and what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that you individually, Chrissy Teigen, have had to suffer things that none of us understand and you want us to understand? Or that you, you think that people can relate to you and that's where I have a big Question mark. I don't feel like many people can relate to what she's been through, much like much less what it's like to be a Chrissy Teigen. Sure. You know, I don't know if she's necessarily looking for empathy in this Instagram post, but she is making it about the fandom, about the people who interact with her on social media, because she says, all I know is I love you guys. I miss you guys. And I just needed an honest moment with you because I'm tired of being sick with myself all day. So she's reframing this as. I'm just, I'm tired of myself and I want to be here for you. I want to be here for you, the Chrissy Teigen fan. But because I'm a part of the cancel club, it's been hard to do that. But now I'm tired of being in the cancel club. So I want to reach out to you in this authentic way. Well, and I don't think you would mind me saying, but when we were talking about this off the air, you said like, if this is what being canceled is, I would like to be canceled in in the sense of like being extremely, you know, um, fortunate to have all of the resources that she has. Well, she's also doing endorsement deals. So she's yeah. not she's not canceled. She received heavy, heavy criticism for her actions online. Yeah, and people and- were critical of that and people had adverse reactions to it. But so goes on Chrissy Teigen. She has but lots this- of it's not to say she hasn't had a unique experience, but yeah. it's not the experience I think that she 
or again, I don't think it's an experience many people can relate to. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, I don't know that long-term it's had, you know, negative con- consequences other than it's changed perhaps the course of her business plan, mm-hmm. right? Like she's had to adjust and, but like, hasn't she also then been given the opportunity to like grow and learn and do something different and explore different things? And she was able to step back and take time off and go away. Sure. It's not that she had to keep showing up every day to a bunch of vitriol, which I'm sure was there day in and day out, no doubt, because I know the internet and the way that it works. But most people don't have that privilege. Most people, if they, you know, are getting uh, doo dooed on at work, they just kind of have to keep going back to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why I'm just like, why are you giving people an opportunity to point out how lucky you are and fortunate you are when they don't have that same like I don't get the 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 point of making that so clear to people. Right. If I looked at the people that responded to this post, it's clear that a lot of people are not um here for her feeling sorry for herself. I'm not saying that's what she's saying. But I'm saying that's the way a lot of people heard that message. Sure. Well, what's interesting, Bradley, is that this message is received two different ways on two different social media platforms. On Twitter, the post didn't originate on Twitter. It's on Instagram. But the Twitterverse is not here for it and pointed out the criticisms that you just did, Bradley. Over on Instagram, you look at the comments and it's all blue checkmark celebrities mm. showing their support for Chrissy Teigen. Yeah, it shows Mary you the, a criticism insight. It's it, probably been filtered. It shows you the difference that those platforms have, which is why she put this message probably on Instagram. Woof. So much to think about. And we will during the break and beyond. Because when we come back, Holly has a question for you. What's on your I don't give a bleep list? You know, like, just throw it out there. What are you like? I'm not worrying about this anymore. We'll talk about it when we come back right here on My Talk 107.1.